Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Peter Gabbett Podcast. I'm your host, Peter Timothy Hankston. and today is September 12th, 2020, which means I am on day 273 in a row of 365 promised episodes that brings you unedited, unscripted, improv, news, movies, music, sports, food, entertainment, and all things except politics. Boston Celtics shut down the former champion Toronto Raptors in Game 7 yesterday and closed out the series, sending the Celtics to the Eastern Conference Finals. Amazing. What wasn't amazing was the LA Clippers winning in the first half against the Nuggets, looking as though they were ready to close that series out, and the Nuggets came back in the fourth quarter and just taught them a lesson. Never sleep on Denver. They have Nikola Jokic, the Joker, and they've got Jamal Murray, one of the best up-and-coming players in the NBA. This kid is amazing. Last night, he put up 26 points against the Clippers, and that, I guess, was enough, even after Kawhi Leonard put up 36 for L.A., The rest of his team didn't do a whole lot to help him. And when that happens, they are not ever victorious. They need a complete game from Paul George, Lou Williams, Montrez Harrell. I mean, these guys got to step up if they want to beat Denver. The Nuggets are not to be underestimated. If they weren't playing the Clippers, they would have run through anyone else. I'm convinced that both the Clippers or the Nuggets will be able to beat the Lakers. We're going to have to find out after today because I'm pretty sure the Lakers will close out the series against Houston. Sad about that. I don't like it. Houston even lost their first football game this season against the former champions, Kansas City Chiefs. Then they're about to lose the series against the LA Lakers in basketball too. You know, I... I would feel sorry for the city of Houston, but I already did that years ago when they had a hurricane. Now, it's about sports, people, and if you can't win, it's because you're a loser. And that is what I say to the Houston Rockets, and James Harden especially, who scored absolutely nothing pretty much last game. He needs to step it up and do one of his 40-point games that he does so many of in the regular season I don't know what happens and how they just shut him down in the playoffs, but they do, and it makes him look like a bearded douchebag. Big news about yesterday, folks. The grand reopening of the Duckfoot Tasting Room in East Village that was reopened specifically by my older brother, his chef, his co-worker, and me, went perfectly. We did a soft opening yesterday with friends and family. Everybody had a great time. The food was amazing. The beers were flowing. And it was just so nice to know that we're capable of doing something like this. And the owners were there. They loved it. They enjoyed the atmosphere. They were super excited to see that place back up and running, and they felt 
that they had made the right choice appointing our group as the people to reopen their location in East Village in downtown San Diego. And now we are open today from noon to 10. If you're listening to this and you live in the San Diego area or downtown especially, please come visit me. You will love it. You will just be wowed by how we've revamped the spot. And the menu is incredible. The food is so perfect. Nothing can be said negative about this place thus far. So come out, have a delicious gluten-reduced beer, Duckfoot style. Enjoy a set of skirt steak tacos or a fat barbecue pork rib sandwich and you will just feel satisfied and really glad that you came out here. I'm going to be there all day. I can't wait. Super excited about this. This will be the last segment I talk about this place because it has nothing to do with my podcast whatsoever, but I'm just happy to know that I have a real job now, and it's awesome, and it's right in the heart of downtown, and I took, I take pride in the fact that I used my abilities to help open this place, and it is just amazing. So come check it out, 550 Park Boulevard, Suite 2104, East Village Duckfoot Tasting Room. I'll be there every single day. Yay! Well, folks, the Mariners lost again. No surprise there. This time to the Arizona Diamondbacks. Pretty much waving goodbye to their potential playoff hopes, which were very low anyways. There was no chance. Let's face facts. But the Padres, however. Now, the Padres have a very... Great opportunity this season. In fact, they're almost guaranteed a playoff spot with the way they've played thus far and their overall record. However, things get postponed for them when the San Francisco Giants players test positive for COVID-19 and then they postpone the games between the Giants and the Padres. Now, I had this discussion yesterday with someone. And we believe if your team has a player who tests positive for COVID and that causes a postponement of a game, we believe you should then have to forfeit that game and take a loss. Because it's your fault the game got postponed. The Padres came out ready to play. In fact, maybe more ready today than a separate day that you'll change the schedule to. And now that you're condensing the schedule and giving them less days off to make up for these days that you got postponed because of the COVID, you're causing stress on the players that they wouldn't have had. So for me, I truly believe the team with the COVID-19 testing positive players should take a forfeit and a loss automatically. It makes sense. You're not taking care of your organization. You're letting players slip by who are sick, so you're not testing them enough. And you're putting the other team at risk by bringing sick players to the game where they test positive and could have transferred their germs to the San Diego Padres players. And again, I'm not worried it's going to kill them. 
I'm not worried it's going to even make them so sick that they can't play physically. But what I am worried about is the stupid regulations because of everyone's obsession with thinking that COVID-19 is the worst and it's going to kill us all. And because of that, we all have to wear a mask all day and gloves and wash our hands a thousand times and do all these weird things. And it makes it so that baseball can't happen. If they even hear the word COVID-19, they're trying to shut down the game and postpone it. And then we don't have anything to watch. And then the Padres, who undoubtedly would have destroyed the Giants two more games in a row, have to wait for that opportunity. And it is not their fault. So for me, Giants, you suck. You should have taken a loss and forfeited. But when we do play you, I'm confident we'll beat you fair and square anyway. Well, the fires are getting worse up and down the West Coast, unfortunately, folks. Especially in Oregon, where 500,000 people have now been evacuated from their homes, where they live, in separate places, and... I seriously never thought I would hear that out, or say it out loud, really. I, I, I'm, I'm mind blown. I've, I lived there for so long. For 25 years, I lived in Oregon. And the worst thing that ever happened to us was a flood in 1996. But this is the opposite of that. Instead of wetness and rainwater everywhere, everything's burning up. It's just devastating. In fact, they just found out that a man in Eugene was arrested for arson for starting one of these fires. Just imagine being responsible for that many deaths and people that are devastated and homes that are destroyed and forests that's burnt up and animals that got roasted to ash and firefighters that have been fatigued and lungs getting ruined from smoke inhalation and pollution itself and just all the things that happened from somebody starting one of these fires, choosing to do it. Like, just being a piece of shit and starting a fire that ended up with that much destruction. I mean, how, how could you live with yourself? I, personally, if I knew I had something to do with this, it wouldn't be on purpose, because I would never start a fire like that on purpose. But even if it was on accident, if I found out, oh, I lit a cigarette or... Like down here in, in California, it turned out one of the fires was lit by a man, or I'm not sure a man, by someone doing a gender reveal party in a pyrotechnic fashion. Yes, like, you know, one of those explosive boxes that shoots out confetti that's red or, or that's actually pink or blue to signify a girl or a boy. Well, I, I'm pretty sure we all know it's a boy and that you destroyed thousands and thousands of acres because you wanted to light up a firework gender reveal scenario and it got out of hand. I mean, come on. Seriously? This is what, what started one of the fires? What a piece of garbage you are. 
I'm sure you can tell your child now when they're born that one of the first things before they even were alive on this planet that had to do with them was a massive fire devastating tons of people's homes and just livestock and just fields and fields of of everything. I mean, farms, people just got ruined from these fires. And one man started them on purpose in Eugene. Piece of crap. And another person did a gender reveal firework that started one of the other fires. I mean, this is just embarrassing for humankind. Like, there's no lower than this. You are terrible people. That's what you are. Rocket startup Astra launched their first rocket from Alaska that they were attempting to reach orbit with, and it failed miserably. In fact, you can see a video posted online of the rocket taking off, and before it even goes far enough for your eyes not to see it, you can tell the engine shuts off. You can just see just the engine go dark. And then moments later, on the ground, a massive explosion where the rocket itself dropped straight back to Earth and blew up. Now, the weird thing about all this is, when asked about this, Astra responded that they are happy with the results. Yes, they claim that with no payload on the rocket anyways, they prepared for it to do this. And what happened was, its trajectory shifted slightly, meaning it its automatic shutoff switch went off to ensure that since it wasn't flying the exact route they had anticipated, it wouldn't end up landing into a major city or something. And it has a safety precaution to where if it alters its course even slightly, then it shuts off automatically. Which, I mean, I guess I kind of agree with, but I'm not so positive that that was a good thing. Watching your rocket drop back to Earth and explode when you're attempting to get it to orbit. However, this does not deter the company Astra who says in their second or third attempts they expect to make it into orbit using the data they've recovered from this not-so-successful launch. I mean, that is a positive attitude right there. That is a good outlook. If I'm somebody who spent millions of dollars building a rocket and as soon as I shoot it up, it drops down to Earth and explodes, I'm not as positive as these guys. I'm thinking, all right, my career's done. I got a lot of explaining to do to my investors, and I should probably run and hide for a very long time and change my name. But not these guys. It does not deter them. In fact, they found a positive in a very large negative, and for that, I commend them, and you may very well hear about a successful Astra orbital launch in the near future, I was surprised to find out that they're launching rockets from Alaska. Is that a normal thing? Maybe I just don't know about this. I know they launch them from Cape Canaveral in Florida all the time. I know they launch them from 
from Houston area of Texas a, a lot too, but Alaska, where it's freakishly cold almost all the time, but I guess right now would be the right time to do it. And in the video, you can see flies and mosquitoes and all kinds of stuff flying in front of this guy's camera because it is the final frontier up there. I've been there. It is crazy and awesome for somebody looking for an adventure. Alaska is the place to go. Not so much if you're the Astra company shooting off a rocket unless you want it to explode where there's no people around, which successfully did happen. Folks, it's time for the portion of the Peter Gabbett podcast we all know and love, and that is Real Stories brought to you by me, Peter Timothy Hankst, and Barbecusion, that's B-B-Q-U-S-I-O-N. Today, folks, I'm actually going to tell you the story about when something I had something to do with also didn't successfully launch, or continue, I should say, driving me home from the beach. Now, when I was young, we hung out with a guy by the name of Mike Moore. He was pretty much just used by us because of the fact that he was two years older. We were 14 freshmen in high school. He was 16 and had a license and a vehicle. It was not a very reliable vehicle. It was a 1984 Ford Bronco Eddie Bauer edition. The same one that I flew off the back of and knocked a vertebrae out of alignment and went into a coma for a week after I was life-flighted to a hospital on. But that's not this story. This story is when we played hooky one day at school. We did this a lot. Yeah, and one morning, we were on our way to school. He would always give us a ride to Hillsborough High School because the high school was super far from my house. It was either that or ride a bus that took like an hour and a half to get there. And we would have to leave so early on the bus, it was ridiculous. It made the day seem extra long. Or we could just hitch a ride with him, and it would take us 20 minutes. So we hitched a ride with him, as we always did. And usually we would stop on our way to school and smoke a whole bunch of weed. And this was no exception. This was one of those days we pulled into our typical neighborhood spot where we would park and smoke. And we're blazing it up, and somebody comes up with a grand idea. Let's not go to school at all today. Let's go to the beach instead. And I mean, who's going to say no to that? That's fantastic. We can either go to school, sit through eight periods of complete boredom, and we all had good grades anyways. It doesn't really matter. We were kind of all already being watched for skipping and fights and getting caught with weed on campus and things like that, but that didn't matter to us. We didn't care about our behavior. We only cared about the fact that we had an opportunity here to go party it up all day at the beach, blazing and having fun, or go to school. Which should we choose? We obviously chose go to the beach. So we went out there, Lincoln City, Seaside, Newport, had a good time. You know, we were lounging on the beach, smoking J's, walking through some like kind of little caves that led up to the water itself. That was pretty cool. We tried to meet some girls, but we're not very great at that. And we, you know, we ate some saltwater taffy. We went to this little arcade they have in Seaside and did some stuff like that. And then it was time for us to roll out. We're like, hey, we better arrive home about the time that we would have arrived 
if we had left school when it ended so our parents would be none the wiser. But, of course, they were going to receive a call anyways from the school telling them that we weren't at any of our classes. I don't know how we always thought we would get away with this. We're stupid because we never got away with it. But we just decided, all right, it's time to head out. So we're on our way back home probably, I think we used to get out of school at like 2.30 or 3. So we probably left at around 2 or maybe earlier because it took about an hour to get home. And it was a hot day that day. It was not cold. It was not a cool, rainy, normal Oregon day. It was, you know, it was a hot day. And as we're driving, this dude's Bronco just starts to overheat. And you can see the little dial going up and going up and going up into the red, like dramatically to the extent in which the car breaks down. Yeah, the Ford Bronco, Eddie Bauer edition, breaks down on the freeway on our way back from the beach that we have basically illegally gone to because if you skip school back then and you're in high school, you're being truant, they call it, and technically the police can actually take you back to school or to your house. So we're all freaking out about this. We're on the side of the road. The whole time we were driving, it was Mike Moore's stupid idea that blasting the air conditioning in his Bronco would cool down his engine. And I'm trying to tell him, when you use the AC, it makes your engine run overdrive pretty much, run like double time, because it's trying its hardest to produce cool air to blow in to the cabin of the vehicle. And he's, he's like, no, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. The AC will cool off the engine. I'm like, no, it won't. Venting the car's engine into the cabin or at all without the AC on will actually cool it off. If you turn your car onto the heat and then you open the vents and you put down the windows so it won't actually be hot in there, then it releases a lot of the heat from the engine that it would have naturally used to heat the cabin of the vehicle if you wanted the heater on. And he's not listening to me. He's like, you don't know anything about cars. You don't own a car. I'm Mike Moore. I'm cool. I know everything. He just had this attitude like that all the time. He was such a douchebag, which is why we used him for his vehicle, and that's it, and we weren't really his friend. So finally he goes, I know what I need to do. I need to release the pressure in the radiator. And I'm like, dude, I'm telling you, if you take the cap off of the radiator right now while it's overheating, even I know that it's going to blast you with fluid. And he's like, no, 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 no. It won't blast me with fluid. I, I've done this before. I know exactly what I'm doing. I'm like, all right, whatever, man. But I advise you to use like a shirt or a blanket or something so that when you twist it off and it does explode, it won't burn you to all hell. And he's like, whatever, man, you're stupid, but I'll use the shirt just to prove you wrong. And of course, when he takes the cap off, it blasts radiator fluid all over the engine, all over him and all over this shirt that he used to kind of cover the cap, which luckily he had because of me, or his hands and arm would have been burnt to shit. And of course, we had some water with us, so we waited for the vehicle to, you know, cool off a little bit, and poured some of the water into the radiator, which cooled it off substantially, and we put the cap back on and we were on our way eventually after about an hour and a half of fiddling with it 
and arguing and having him convinced in his stupid mind that running the AC will help us. And then finally, after we all, everyone else in the vehicle was like, dude, I promise you, open the vents, turn off the AC. He did. It ran smoothly. We got out of there. We were late. We got caught. Our parents knew we skipped. The school had already called them anyways. And that was our fun trip to the beach with a piece of garbage for Bronco that freaking was constantly falling apart. I don't even know how this guy got that because he was so broke and poor. I mean, I didn't have a car and I wasn't as poor as this guy, but it doesn't matter. Mike Moore, wherever you're at, you're an idiot. Also, your Bronco sucked. Lesson to be learned here is, if your car is overheating, do not run the AC to cool it off. That is a very stupid thing to do. It won't work. It'll do the opposite of that. Thank you very much for listening to the Peter Gabbard Podcast today, folks. It means the world to me to have listeners like you. I hope you have a fantastic afternoon. If you're anywhere near the fires, I'm very sorry for you. Evacuate while you can. Stay safe. And I will talk to you tomorrow. As long as you got a little sunshine, everything is fine. That's all I need. When I took that trip to Oregon, uh, to the beach in Oregon, in the Bronco, I was having a good time. It was sunny, and there is nothing better than a beautiful sunny day in the Pacific Northwest. Now, one of my favorite songs, and I've played this before, of all time by Atmosphere is called Sunshine. And I am positive you will love it if you've never heard it. And if you have heard it, then you already love it. Here it is. Ain't no way to explain or say how painful the hangover was today. In front of the toilet, hands and knees, trying to breathe in between the dry heaves. My baby made me some coffee, afraid that if I drink some, it's probably coming right back out me. Couple of Advil, relax and chill, at a standstill with how bad I feel. I think I need to smell fresh air, so I stepped out the back door and fell down the stairs. The sunlight hit me dead in the eye, like it's mad that I gave half the day to last night. My bad sight made me trip on my ass right into that patch of grass, like that's life. All of a sudden, I realized something The weather is amazing, even the birds are bumping Stood up and took a look and a breath And there's that bike that I forgot that I possessed Never really seen exercise as friendly But I think something's telling me to ride that 10 speed The brakes are broken, that's alright The tires got air and the chain seems tight huh. Hopped on, it felt the summertime It reminds me of one of them Moosab lines Like sunshine, sunshine, is fine I feel it in my skin Warming up my mind Sometimes you gotta give in to win I love the days when it shines Whoa, let it shine Sunshine, sunshine is fine I feel it in my skin Warming up my mind Sometimes you gotta give in to win I love the days when it shines Whoa, let it shine Whoa, let it shine Whoa, let it shine Whoa, let it shine Whoa, let it 
I could, I would keep this feeling in a plastic jar Bust it out whenever someone's acting hard Settle down, barbecue in the backyard The kids get treats and old folks get classic cars Every day that gets to pass is a success And every woman looks better in a sundress The sun shines an excuse to shoot hoops Get juice, show and prove them moves and let loose I hear voices, I see smiles to match them Good times and you can feel it in the fashion Even though the heat cooks up the action The streets still got butterflies, enough kids to catch them Riding my bike around these lakes, man Feeling like I finally figured out my escape plan Take it all in, the day started off all wrong But somehow now that hangover is all gone Ain't nothing like the sound of the leaves When the breeze penetrates these south side trees Leaning up against one, watching the vibe Forgetting all about the stress, thanking God I'm alive huh. It's so simple, I had to keep the song simple And when I get home, I'm gonna open all the windows Feeling alright, stopped at a stop sign A car pulled up, bumping fresh Prince's summertime Summer, summer, sign I feel it in my skin, warming up my mind Sometimes you gotta give in to win I love the days when it shines Whoa, let it shine Sunshine, sunshine, it's fine I feel it in my skin, warming up my mind Sometimes you gotta give in to win I love the days when it shines Whoa, let it shine Whoa, let it shine Whoa, let it shine Whoa, let it shine Oh,